is as it were secular. It has a peculiar explain in the background. That is to say, the painting of Shingon So I just realized back in 2007 more or less 2006 if you're about 26 like me and then you go back even further to 2004 we weren't worried about social media or emails and texts like that it's like trying to live outside of that reality right now is hard and I'm thinking I should transition back into that I was browsing foreign I was browsing in the Philippines, I was browsing in India, I was browsing in Jamaica, and I just realized that, hold on a second, I just got a text. Downstairs area. All forms of smoking weed need to happen outside. No smoking in the home. How are they just making that shit up? Smoking in this rooming house. Okay, like I was saying, like I was searching in other to like Facebook has this algorithm where it just gives you like a mutual friend to other friends. It's like if it's not somebody trying to scam you in some other country in Russia or Germany to do Bitcoin forex trading, it's like you can't make any immediate friends that's outside your circle besides looking up your uh, GPS, more or less. Like when it looks up your location to find friends in your area or places you put that you're from and then you get a mutual friend you add. Then from there on it tries to find friends of that friend. So, like, if you wanted to really have a friend somewhere in Nairobi, Kenya, it's like, how do you authentically find a legit person that's not a spam fake profile? And then I, I spent about, like, an hour and some change trying to figure this out. And it was crazy. So, what I had to do was, I had to look up, like, maybe companies or businesses, right? Oh no, companies or high schools. So what I did was, I went to high schools. Don't run with that thought. So what I did was, I went to high school. Because usually high school kids are usually honest transitioning into college. So then I found college people. How I do this is by looking at the likes. Then I click on the pictures and see if it's an authentic profile. See if they have actual real friends and real people and real photographs and shit like that. If they even speak English. So with doing that, you would try and friend request people that's like in their 30s, late 20s, if you can see that, that they know. And you find friends that they know and try to make friends with them. To be like, you want to actually know somebody somewhere else because it's trying to connect people. So I tried India, Jamaica, and it's Africa, but I didn't try except friend requesting them like that. What I saw was... Even social media got people trying to gain in other countries. Like, so many likes in their pictures. So many... This one person had 10,000 people following them. And this other person has like 549 following them. And I was like, one was in Jamaica. She was some kind of musician. And then this other person was just like some regular girl. Like, just in the Philippines. 
It's like, damn, why you got 10,000 people following you? My whole point is just like realizing how it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. It's 2021. 11 years ago. Was, damn, I got to go further back than that. Damn, I'm old. Anyway, I just think about the stresses of trying to be on this phone. I can literally sit here and look at this phone and be like, been on this phone six hours straight. Switching from Facebook to my emails to YouTube in a constant flux. And I'm bored. I do go back to look at this book over here that I skim through and then leave and then go back. Then listen to music and then eat some food. Because I'm trying to work, but at the same time, I'm trying to dissect my mind and myself sometimes. Because your memories, or my memories, tend to loop back and come at me time to time. When I gotta spend so much time in here by myself. There's nothing much you can do but reflect. Since it's not many places to go out right now. Every place needs a mask, and you really can't dine in. Yeah, they open in some things, but it's not at the capacity at which it can go like that. So I just think how you rewind, how childhood was different. Like, if you stare up right now and think about what you did besides watch TV when you got home, you could literally sit and daydream. When you was bored outside, if you was looking for something to do, if you got to do that, depending if you was raised with the luxury of being able to do that as a kid. And I'm like, wow, I sort of missed that. And I'm more and more getting drawn to doing that as I work on these things I got all over the wall. And I'm just like, when I'm not doing that, I can find me some inner peace. Because... There's a fine line I'm starting to see that we get to understand, we should understand, is that just like when people say you know what you're capable of, it's not a cliche term of knowing what you're capable of and then after that, knowing who you are. It's like, when I listened to myself talk, and I was doing this last night, I was like, I should be more predominant in doing voiceovers. And uh, work on that strength and voiceovers. So I should make the time to try and set up a little spot for me to do voiceovers and stuff. And I'll do that. I feel like that's something that I could be actually uh, have a knack for. And I know how I work. So I'll make part-time work or do two part-time jobs, if anything. Because I know personally I don't like to be stressed out about working all the time and doing overtime and so many hours. So that's knowing me and knowing who I am. That's not an easy thing. And like, knowing what I'm capable of. Like, when they say you shun or you... Like, there's some pretty girls that know that they are smart. But they feel like they have to live in a certain context to not be smart and go with their body. Not like they're going to intimidate people. They feel like it's not the mood or setting. Like when I be running my mouth, I've noticed that at certain times I'm around certain people. If I talk a certain way and speak, because of how I look, I got dreads on like six foot one. And you know, I look so hoodish or one of the 
person and be like, oh, you look like you smoke, like, you you smoke a lot of ganja. So it's like, when I do that, they just got this wrong. Like, it's weird. The perception of me is weird to them. So when you get that kind of feeling, you feel drawn back to not want to speak and think how you would act or articulate. So it's like, I know who I am when I say that. So like, when I talk about a pretty person, it's like, if she knows she's intelligent or she knows she likes a gamer, some people drawn back to be a certain way. So when I say know who you are or know, know what you're capable of, I know how I process things, analyze things, and perceive things to a certain degree. So I know what I'm capable of in that context people aren't looking to know what they're capable of i know i could probably only run about a solid two miles like yeah i'm not gonna run a solid two miles so i know i'm capable of doing this so it's like knowing the capacity knowing what you're capable of and being fine with that or working more on that we're not doing that more so like I know I can go long hours without sleeping and go on little sleep. So I start to see that when people are trying to grow in certain things and areas, not sitting to know what you're capable of. I know if I get good pussy, I'm going to fuck it up for like two hours straight. I know what I'm capable of. Yes. Being those guts. And, um, you know, what else? If I know these things, like... How do I make them work to my advantage? Where you starting from makes a big deal when I was looking at this entrepreneurial mistakes. And then I thought to myself, what do I know already that I can use to my advantage? My background in growing up in the family business, my background in selling drugs on the street and interacting with people. And it's like uh, how I work on a job with other people. Like certain things like that, how I deal with customers, like knowing those things right there are my strengths when I decide to go into something like that. So I know what I'm capable of. So now what happens? How do you stay in this stagnant? Why do you stay in this stagnant area? What is it that I'm doing? What is it that's holding me back? And that's what I was thinking about. So I thought about what done happened from the years of being from middle school and high school to now. In the art. Uh, this person wrote, somebody said something online, and like, she was saying, uh, a, a light-skinned person, she was like, oh man, she loved the dark-skinned, the beautiful girls when she was in school, she remember high school, she remember that, she remembers something about people like dark-skinned more than they like the light-skinned, so in her mind, she still perceives that dark-skinned is more beautiful than light-skinned. And I'm like, you still in high school? Well, her mind and her feelings were still in high school. I'm like, a lot of us do do that. Not everybody. But I see a lot of us do hold on to that kind of way we were because it's not much to really shake that or replace that essence of that. Like, she probably, she stayed with her mom and she's trying to go do online classes in college working a part-time job. There's no experiences to override what she felt at that time. She, if she's like probably 22, 23, that's a long-term effect of spending four years in high school feeling like dark girls are prettier than light-skinned girls. So like me, I'm 26. So if you spent the past four or five years, if you wasn't experiencing it, not much goes on in life, 
Your previous experiences around people that you used to be around in your neighborhood in your high school weighs down on you. And if you go and come back on top of that, you fall into the same sort of feeder patterns. But now when you leave it, it's a different story. You may try to keep certain ways about you. And I think that's plenty of things in these cities. When I visit, I start to see that a lot of the people, the reason why you have people that stand out, artists or actors or stuff like that, it's because they know that when they leave and go down this road, it's different. It's a lot of unknown factors that they got to deal with. So they left that. They experience this stuff constantly to not let one thing sit on them and bother them. Like even when Drake, I remember he made some song about make uh, my high school reunion go through security clearance. So it was like he still kept some of that in the back of his background of his mind at the time about what he was going, what was going on in his time. But he's had so many things he's been doing. Like it's not even a real thing. It's a cool catchphrase, but probably don't weigh down on people like that. But now I broke the phone. And I just have less and less stuff to really bother me now. Slowly but surely, I'm inching my way out of debt, getting caught up with my credit cards. And I'm just like, uh, now when I sort of get stable, it's looking like it's going to take another three months of this new year. So it's February today. It was Sandy birthday yesterday. February 7th today. So let me see. March, April, May, June. So by June, if I'm working steadily, I should be out of debt and probably be able to do something different. Hopefully my credit is good. I'm not looking to rush and get a car. I'm trying to look how to tackle this business thing because this one I started talking about it last year in August, I believe, or September, when I focused on that. But I'm not going to let it possess me. I'm seeing everyone here is possessed by this notion of business, business, business. But already understanding my personal life, personal goal can't affect my business is one thing I need to divide. Because if I'm personally put together, then your business can be a little bit put together. Because business depends on me to be put together. It's the key thing I'm figuring out when I speak on it. And I'm still, when they say working on yourself, oh my God, it is not a light, cliche thing to talk about. That is a very serious thing because focusing on you is not something many people want to do. Not in a selfish sense, but in the actual sense, like... It's it's me. I look in the mirror. I, I, I put on that. What's that shit called? Cocoa butter or shit for my skin. Fix my hair, and I just think about what can I do today? What do I want to do today? And like, what am I doing with myself that I want to do and not be miserable or make me less miserable and deal with other humans? in this so-called society or matrix that I have to work and abide by to live. And then after I do that for myself for a certain amount of time, then I have to look for another individual to join in this uh, living. And then we got to find an algorithm for both of us. And then maybe add another person, and it could be three of us. Who knows? 
Just throwing it out there. But those are steps, man. Those are some serious steps. And a lot of compromise and majority sacrifice. Mm. Yeah, it's just a mouthful, I know. But, uh, yeah, I'm not doing what them other podcasts are doing, as I see. Everybody be so happy and like this. I know there might be positive stuff that they be talking about. I just be saying shit because it's just me. I can't elaborate a whole umbrella for everyone to like what I'm saying. I'm not going to lie to you. That's why none of the titles that I put in episodes make sense. Because if you go back on something that I said, you'll know what to call it by. Because that name is just whatever title I use. It's just whatever. Because I can't keep track of doing that shit. I've been listening to people. There's an app called Stereo. And I watch. And I listen. I'm like. I don't cringe. I'm neutral in nature. But I'm like. Why isn't anyone. Honest. Like we. I see everybody about spiritual shit. And um. Positivity and this. The universe itself wasn't made to be positive all the time. Human beings came up with that. Like, in all honesty, is like I say, the people that know they are bad, they are just bad. They don't sit here trying to like be like, oh my god. They just spread more positivity. Some people are just innately gonna just be up, brought to. How many? No matter how good you treat them and do them, they just gonna be straight up violent, villainous. The or nature that they've been given in this world is going to be that. Like I said before, you can start off good and end up bad. You can start off bad and end up good. But hearing these people talk all day and trying to be so positive makes me want to be the villain or anti-villain. Not because like that's what's in me or it is in me. Not because it's not what I want to be. It's just like it's just the balance. Like everybody got to respect the laws of nature to a certain point, bro. That's. That's all it is for me. It's like, people be wanting equality, but we'll be fair. Deep down inside, some of y'all push positivity. Let it be the right time and place. If something happened that isn't your liking, you become savages. Y'all become vile. Y'all will cause lots of destruction. It's just it. And then they'll try to mask it and be like, yeah, that may be so true, but no one's trying to just, like, be all up in that energy and this and this and that. Well... Here's the thing with y'all. All y'all be trying to push this positivity and shit like that in the world. But where did you teach yourself to do that? I look at it in the point where I told y'all before that. Your mind is getting put in certain stuff to create your personality. So I just think about it like this. The evilest person you could think of thought to themselves... We're going to be controlling strengths in the background. Let's push the notion for everyone to be positive and encouraging and this and this and that. That makes the inner nature of them become impulsive on certain times and occasions because they need to mask and follow the intent to be positive when they don't balance themselves with bad and good. So the evil people puppet in the strings make people do that. 
and more so create a hostile, like they en uh, enact or allow themselves to cause harm to others, to do ill to others, like the politicians, the people that in society are all upset about, the people in the high ups, like they teach you, they teach someone to be positive and this and this and that. And then some people that snap out of it or just get upset and break from doing it from so much like it's a burden. They take those people out and let the other ones continue on with the positivity and what you put out into the universe. Is this and this and that. The evil ones create the good ones. So you can be good so they can be evil. And that's just the irony of how I'm looking at it now. You may think it's twisted or it's some kind of fucked up. But I just, I'm like, what's the need so hard to try and be so positive all the time? And then I think to myself, to, to a certain degree, the more positive you are, the more negative people there are in the world. So it's like, why, why do the most? Do both. It's okay to be negative. Sometimes it's okay to be positive. It's just too much of one thing is not good for you. Too much negativity is not good for you. Too much positivity is not good for you. I don't hear that shit on the stereo. Stuff like that I can listen to. You can hear people be upset and distraught and have honest opinions. That's what I would prefer, but that's just me. Oh, let me go make something to eat. Or express my thoughts uh, later. Why all the, there seems to be this incredible influx of sci-fi on the media, as far as programming, and television, films. What's your comment on that? Well, I think that virtual, that virtual reality, the entertainment industry, I mean, if you look at the figures. If we spent as much money trying to save the planet as we are spending trying to develop advanced systems of electronic entertainment, hell, we fix it overnight. That would just be a done deal. I'm, I'm suspicious. I'm a techno fan, and I use technology, and I, I'm into it. But I, I was with Howard Rheingold one night, actually here at Esalen, when we achieved a kind of apotheosis together. And he said to me, he said, my God, I just realized what virtual reality is for. And I said, what's it for, Howard? And he said, it's to keep us from ever leaving the planet. And I, I see in the game design and in the website design and in the look and feel of the net how it's to be a simulacrum of uh, the great frontier. You know, it's going to all be virtual, the trip to Pluto and the conquest of Mars and the journey out to Andromeda. Uh, I, I think you, that, you know, I don't fault technology. You just have to be very aware. But, you know, it's like heroin. And we must not consume, we must produce as That's a community. Fun. The psychedelic community must produce art, not consume it. Once, if they get it flowing the other way and we begin to consume it, then we are depotentiated. So what I've said, you know, the, the millennial program is to put the art pedal to the floor.
Uh, you know, in virtual reality, the difference between a 10-story building and a 100-story building is one zero. Enter the zero, and it's now a 100-story building. We can build with light. The constraints of material and the constraints of capital investment that have limited us in three-dimensional space are not going to be present in VR. And I think we're going to be able to build those castles in the sky. And that what I've said this many times, uh, as I see the late 20th century cultural enterprise, what we're trying to do here is turn the human body inside out. We want to take the mind, which is this invisible hyperspatial organ with its teeming imagination, and we want to make it literal or virtual. We want to bring it into existence. Meanwhile, the body has become, because there are so many bodies, a real drag on the political system. So the body wants to become something freely commanded in the imagination. And it's literally like we are turning ourselves inside out. Uh, and this is an alchemical process. So now I've spoken of the alchemical process as something happening to the body as a cultural enterprise building a tool, as an irresistible motion toward an attractor, which can be glimpsed through the hyperdimensional vision conferred by psychedelics. And, uh, and then it merely remains to unpack and download these ideas into the popular and mass culture, because I think they assuage anxiety. People feel better about themselves and the and the fate and direction of the world. But, you know, we have painted ourselves into a hell of a situation here. The momentum of our past mistakes is staggering. The good news is we primates love a good fight, and we don't really get our dander up until the last possible moment. This is it. This is the last possible moment. As old pilots like to say, I think we're turning final here. <laughs> These weekends tear past with amazing rapidity. Uh, and I, I was lying in bed last night thinking of everything that was not said, and it seemed like hardly anything was said. Uh, 